Hi, good morning and welcome to Ask the Expert, an award-winning daily live show from 8.30 to 9 to help small businesses. If you have any questions, just ask them in the comments of the live feed. And if you need any more advice, join the official QuickBooks Intuit SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. So as this session is running, during this live session, we're going to be running a poll. So please do engage with it. And at the end, I'll receive, I'll reveal the results. So welcome this morning. It's uh, nice to, I'd say, see you all, but I can't see you all, but um, welcome. My name is Helen, Helen McGilvery, and I have been asked to do today's Ask the Expert program. Um, I'm a psychological therapist, um, which means I work with people, mainly adults, with all sorts of psychological issues or stresses in their life. Um, my background is nursing and I have a company called Compass Therapy. Um, but like many of you sitting here with me today, um, my company, the, the vision I had for it has completely changed in this past few months. Um, so my office is in Edinburgh, sitting there empty. Dear knows what's happening to my plants and um, I'm sitting up here in the northwest of Scotland, but I'm very fortunate that I'm still um, able to continue to work. All my sessions just now are on Zoom and I, I'm, I'm trying to reach out to companies to perhaps go in and do some workshops. Um, I was doing that before lockdown happened the first time. Um, so I've been running workshops on resilience, stress, mindfulness and, and the menopause um, so it'd be good to get back into doing some of that but in every crisis there's an opportunity and my opportunity came when a fantastic team of people approached me probably in June time um, to become involved in developing a mental health app. Um, the app is called OK Positive and it's intended at the moment for business to business, for employees to give to their employees. Um, there are five main functions to the OK Positive app and they are, there's a, a mood diary with some journaling options. There's an insights page, which gives you an overview of how your mood's been in the month, which can be really helpful for people to make links and um, make associations and think about behaviours and patterns. There is a resources section, which I think is the main bulk of, of the app, um, which I've been heavily involved in. So in the resources, there's some physical um, physical help, yoga, hip workouts, we're looking at some nutritional advice, um, and there's also psychological resources, which include things like mindfulness videos, just helpful hints and tips to be psychologically flexible. There's also an interactive map there, which allows users to find therapists, counsellors, coaches, just very easily by um, looking at what's available around them. And we're also adding on there some working with some local businesses to provide discounts. So if you use the app, then you can have access to some 
discounts with some of our business partners. Um, they include healthy nibbles, there's gifting things. So things we can do online because right now we can't really go out and do the usual things. Um, so if you're joining in this session today, then we are going to gift you um, the app. So I think um, the QuickBooks team here will put a link up which will give you access to the app for you to use as and when um, you want to. And I'd really encourage you to do that. And if you want to give us feedback, then we would love to hear it. And you can contact me at helen at okpositive.org. We'll put the details in the comments as we go along. So um, you can ask me questions today, anything about how to maintain calm in this crisis how to relate perhaps more skillfully to the inner world that we all have. We all have our own thoughts, feelings, urges, memories, on top of everything else that's going on in the world. Um, how we react and respond in challenging situations. And just ask me questions on possibly, I think we're perhaps forgetting that we're all humans, we're all in this um, I'm not going to say we're all in this together because it's different for everybody, um, but just touching base with what it's like to be a human. We're programmed to respond to threat and, and that's kind of what we're in at, the, at this moment in time. So any questions, I'll look forward to answering them in just a moment. So I thought it might be helpful before we go into the questions to offer you an opportunity just to allow yourself to unplug from automatic pilot and tune in to yourself before we begin the rest of the day. So I'm inviting you to take part in a short mindfulness practice. So if you haven't done so already, perhaps switch off all the screens you have going on on your, on your laptop or just try and stop doing what you're doing for a moment and together we can just take take some time. So I invite you just to stop, to stand if you're making the breakfast, if you're sitting down, just sit on the chair and I invite you to close your eyes or gaze downwards. I'm going to do the same just now. And when we finish this practice, I'll ask you to open your eyes. So sitting with a straight back and a soft belly, nothing really embodies mindfulness like posture. Posture is important. The physical shape in which we meet the world can have a massive impact on how we feel and how we act. So with our straight back and our soft belly, the straight back encourages alertness. And the soft belly fosters a sense of relaxation and openness. So feeling the ground on your feet as you're standing or sitting. And just like the breath, our connection to the earth is it's always available to us. By simply paying attention to the feeling of our feet, we can literally ground ourselves at any time. So feeling the feet on the floor, perhaps feeling the sensation of your 
socks or your skin on the floor or noticing the pressure of your foot on the floor. So just noticing as we're sitting here together, noticing your feet on the floor and on the emotional roller coaster of life. It's incredibly helpful to have an accessible mindfulness tool at our disposal at all times. So our breath can be that tool. So practice bringing your awareness, your attention to your breath. Just noticing the breath, moving in your body. Maybe noticing the cooler air as you breathe in, in your nostrils. Just noticing the body moving as you breathe in and breathe out. So the one reason the breath plays such a central role in mindfulness is that it's always available. You don't need any special conditions to use it. The breath is always there. And perhaps just as important is that you can be a mirror for how you're feeling. If you're stressed or tense, your breath can reflect that by becoming short. And if you're relaxed, your breath is longer. So in this moment, just noticing the breath, moving in the body. And if your mind's wandering, if it's getting caught up in chatter, just notice where your mind's gone. Bring your attention back to the breath, moving in the body. So with so many demanding things in our lives, things grabbing our attention all day, we can become very used to having our minds filled at all times. Even when we're unwinding at home or the end of the day, we can consume more distraction through music, TV, games, kids. These things aren't inherently bad, but it means it's rare for our minds to have nothing to do. By putting all distractions aside, we can see what happens when we give ourselves the gift of silence. Silence can be useful for recharging, but also for tapping into creativity. So just noticing the breath in the body, just gathering our attention for today, for the next 20 minutes together. 
Maybe being aware of the room roundabout. Maybe being aware of the air on our skin. Our days are filled with responsibilities and tasks. We often don't feel we have enough time. But we can all cultivate some time by establishing mindfulness in your body through awareness of your breath and your posture. Gives you a superpower of making all the time you have. So being aware of your feet on the floor again, maybe having a little stretch. When you're ready, let's open our eyes and connect together again. So I hope you found that helpful. I know I did. I was noticing my imposter syndrome thoughts shouting at me there. But through using the breath, I was able to come away from that. So we can move on now to some questions. And there's a few coming through here. So Linya from Facebook Messenger, the last few months have been very stressful. I've lost my job and I was living off my savings until November last year. While things have improved and gone back to normal, the fear and dread lingers on. Should I seek help or are there any health self-help techniques that might work? Linya, thanks so much for sending that question in. And, you know, this is really stressful and upsetting and hard. It's really hard. I think first things first just makes space for yourself to feel this and don't don't give yourself a hard time for feeling these feelings. I think <clears throat> there's lots of self-help out there. It depends what you like, what would be helpful to you. There is lots of help around. Um, I guess if you're in a situation where you were not where you're not working at the moment, then financially it could be difficult. But are there any friends you could reach out to or are you noticing that you're spending a lot of time kind of mulling over this stuff? Maybe taking some time in your day to really think about what can happen in this, you know, is there opportunity here? Is there time to rethink? Um, is there time to think about what's important? Um, if you are feeling that you're struggling, then I would certainly reach out to a counsellor or a therapist, just talk things over. Um, people are there to help you. You just need to ask. So I would encourage you to do that. It's, it's kind of hard to know what to say when you're not sitting here in front of me to give you, um, you know, when I'm not getting feedback. But, you know, please just ask for help. Sam from Instagram DM. Morning, Helen. How can I ignore my inner cynic? I think I'll win half my battle if I manage this. Okay, Sam, um, I like this question because as I hinted earlier, my inner cynic is very much present with me this morning. And as I was approaching this morning, coming on to do this live, this is very much out of my comfort zone. So, so it's it's seeing the inner 
you are not your cynic. These are just thoughts. These are just feelings that arise. And trying to see that you can still do things while that's happening. So an example would be um, last night as I woke in the middle of the night, my um, imposter syndrome person popped up in my mind and started telling me all the things that could potentially go wrong with today. Um, so I could have listened to that. And um, I guess if I really listened to it, I would never have accepted the invitation in the first place. I guess see it as an unwanted friend that you that just hangs around with you. And it, it doesn't have to stop you doing the things that are important. It's about, it's not about getting rid of your inner cynic. It's about changing the relationship with it because it will pop up from time to time. But you are not it. You are you and you can take actions that are quite different to what your inner cynic might tell you. Um, I would say the the um, psychological frameworks that I offer are cognitive behavioural therapy and acceptance and commitment therapy. And there's some really good self-help books out there, um, particularly the acceptance and commitment therapy stuff. So you might want to have a look at some of that. Um, I, I, can, <clears throat> I can pass on information or you can contact me on my Facebook page if you want me to give you any recommendations. But I think, in short, change the relationship with it rather than trying to avoid it because it will be it will be there. I, you know, I'm sitting here just now with my imposter syndrome, like my old friend that hangs about and doesn't go away, but it's not stopping me having this conversation. So Amanda from Twitter, a DM, as a mother of two teenagers, can you advise me if there are any other routines or practices that we can adopt to support each other? Well, Amanda, I'm also a mother of two teenagers who I can hear getting up and about at the moment. Um, this is hard. Um, and, and, and looking back on when lockdown first happened, I think we were all in this kind of fight or flight mode and trying to do the best we can. And I suppose what I try and do is pull myself back from reacting and responding to every request that comes into me. And I just try and prioritize time with my daughters. Um, it's not always easy and we're sometimes a bit frantic, but what has helped me is giving space, but also trying to come together at certain times in the day. So trying to do things together, like making meals, making sure we perhaps go out for a walk and also checking in with them. I think um, maybe you can relate to this, but I was so busy, caught up in, oh, my business, oh, how am I going to get money? That I was not really thinking about how this was for them. So, so I think just kind of trying to come together in the day to try and get through this together. You know, I suppose if we were busy in our working lives, we wouldn't have time to be together for this long. So again, it's trying to see the opportunity with, within that. It's hard, but it's also okay for it to be hard. So Clifford from Facebook Messenger. Good morning, Helen. <clears throat> Since the pandemic started, my sleep has been disrupted. I wake up several times during the night and rarely feel rested. 
Do you have any advice? Okay, sleep is often something that people would come to see me about. Um, I guess it's often an indicator that perhaps your fight or flight system is activated. But I think all of ours are at the moment. So my suggestion for sleep would be to try as much as possible and wind down early on in your day. Try not to um, have any distractions before bed. If you've got stuff on your mind, it might be quite helpful to write this down, kind of clear your mind of any clutter that's in there. Often, and again, speaking from my own experience, often if I get woken in the night, it's because my thoughts are maybe racing. So I try and practice, I guess, mindful breathing where rather than engaging with my thoughts, I try and concentrate on my breath and counting my breath and just slowing down the breath. And if I lose count, I go back to the beginning again. So trying to shift attention from your thoughts and endless to-do tasks Shifting your attention from that onto your breath or something that's in the present moment. Um, there, you know, there will be, as I said, we're going to give you access to the app. There is um, some resources on there for sleep. And I think I put a mindfulness practice specifically for sleep. So if you download the app, then you can try these things out. But yeah, just try and be aware of days when it's worse as well, you know, maybe journal. Um, and sometimes if you trick your mind into saying, okay, well, we're not going to sleep tonight, that's okay. Um, then you might settle because I think sometimes the battle we get into with not sleeping can be worse. That just creates another problem. You know, our mind can give us, I don't sleep, I won't function in the day. So just be aware of that. Just, just be aware of the stories you're telling yourself about not sleeping. It's often an indication that there's stress around or that there's there's you're unsettled. Sleep in a cool room. There's all the, the sort of practical steps you can take, but I put some advice about that on the OK Positive app, which you will get a link to um, in the comments below. So we have from Twitter DM, Hey, Helen, with, with the work that you do at OK Positive, do you have an idea of what kind of mental problems are on the rise, especially in the last few months? Yeah, well, there's a, there, we are all, um, my whole network of therapists, everyone's very busy at the moment. I'm seeing a real rise in what I'm noticing in is sort of younger students possibly who are spending quite a long time scrolling through social media, comparing themselves to others, becoming more anxious, maybe noticing uncomfortable feelings, looking at Instagram and thinking their life isn't quite as good as it should be. Um, so people are becoming more anxious. I'm noticing people talking about intrusive thoughts and OCD, so, so more along the anxiety type problems. But I I have also noticed a real change sort of over the Christmas period and into this lockdown where people seem to be really feeling 
even more fed up than than they have been. Um, so I think we all just have to be a bit mindful that this is hard. People are struggling. Um, I think people are trying too hard to be normal and what's a very abnormal situation. This is not normal. Um, we don't need to be normal. We need to just get through this. Um, so I think we need to stop putting pressure on ourselves to 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 be the pr most productive, the best, to get back to the old life. I think we just need to get through each day as it comes right now and just be there for each other. And as well, humans, we really thrive when we connect with other people. And of course, that's all changed too. So, so that lack of connection seems to be leading to feelings of isolation and loneliness. So I don't know if I've answered, answered your question there, but... I think just in general, people are, are struggling, but but I think that's to be expected. Um, yeah, and I also really feel for those people working on the front line. Um, my background was intensive care nursing, and I know my colleagues there are struggling. There's been some stuff on the media about, about that um, with post-traumatic stress. And I know there's a great service out there offering support um, to NHS workers called Frontline 19. So if anyone is watching who can access that, then, then please do. They're doing a great, a great job. So this might be the last question. Um, Daphne from Twitter DM. I've been doing therapy for some time and completed about three sessions. I keep asking this question to my therapist as well. How will I know that I've benefited? Hmm. Okay, that is a good question. I guess it's not a quick fix. Therapy's not a quick fix. People often come in with expectations that, that they'll suddenly just be better. And it sometimes just takes a while. I guess... Once you are in a more of a position where you can accept thoughts and feelings as they're arising and perhaps when you start noticing that you're doing things that are more in tune with your values, maybe you're opening up more. I, mean, I guess it's about what it's hard to answer that question without knowing what your goals are. What do you want to be different? And maybe if you know that, and you see that you're doing these things, then you'll know that it's working. But quite often, it's after therapy that the changes will happen because, because it takes time to practice some of the skills that you learn in therapy and to implement that. And often it can feel more uncomfortable before it feels comfortable. So stick with it um, and, and, and do, do practice in between sessions. It's not just the sessions that, that matters. So... I'm going to start wrapping up now. So thank you all so much for these questions. You're all doing okay. And it's also okay not to be okay. Um, so I mentioned at the beginning that we were running a poll along with this. So the poll results are in. And we asked, are you feeling optimistic about your business growth in 2021? And I'm delighted to say that 75% of you said yes and 25% of you answered no. So, yeah, so that's great. Um, but, you know, I think it's okay not to be optimistic at this moment in time because there's a lot to be fearful 
for. Um, so we're, we're doing the best that we can. So thank you all so much for tuning in. If you want to get in contact with me, you can email me at helen at okpositive.co.uk or you can reach out to any of the OK Positive team via the website, which is www.okpositive.org. And I really hope you enjoy using the app. If you do, let us know. If you don't, let us know. We would love to hear from you. Um, so coming up on Ask the Expert on Monday is Eva, who I had the pleasure of announcing the last time I did this. Eva is lovely. She works uh, as an accountancy market specialist at Iris Software Group and also has her own accountancy practice. So tune in on Monday and get advice on how to make the best of automization for your company. And a reminder that if you need any more advice for your business, if you're one of the 25%, join the official Intuit QuickBook SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. I've really enjoyed answering your questions this morning. I hope you find the mindfulness practice helpful. Have a great weekend, everybody, and enjoy the app. Um, thank you very much.